You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Always fun to check in with Andy Hart from PatriotsRadio.com and Patriots Football Weekly. Andy, we appreciate the time. Now that the Patriots have traded Jacoby Brissett to the Colts, what do you think the financial future of Jimmy Garoppolo looks like? You know, it's interesting because that's everybody sort of was trying to tie the trade into what it means for Brady and Garoppolo, and I understand that. I'm not sure it has much of a meaning. I think it's more about Bill Belichick deciding Brissett was not part of the future, was not you know what he thought he could be when he drafted him, and you know, he's been slow to develop over the last year plus, hasn't had a lot of chances, despite what we saw in the, the impressive fourth preseason game. But, yeah, a lot of people said, oh, this means, you know, they're keeping Garoppolo forever because they don't have a backup now or whatever. And, you know, I've thought all along, and I think I've told you guys this, I think there's a chance they franchise Jimmy Garoppolo. I think there's a chance they keep two quarterbacks next year and pay their backup uh, $24 million, Jimmy Garoppolo, to just sort of, you know, as coaches like to say, extend the game, extend the game to give yourself a chance. Well, extend this game of sort of chicken or insurance policy with Brady and Garoppolo. So I've sort of thought all along there was a chance they were going to franchise Garoppolo. And I guess now, since you don't have a number two in the waiting, uh, maybe that increases those chances. Yeah, big time, because I, I just didn't see numbers wise, because it's not the norm to see your backup let's just say, make it more than the starter, even though the situation in New England is totally different uh, when it comes down to that. But when you look at, you know, how this team is created, I mean, just go to the next level from one of the better receivers on this team getting injured for the year with the ACL tear uh, to all of a sudden getting Brandon Cooks to come in and look at the chemistry between he and Tom Brady. You know, is it is it good fortune that you see with this team in a sense of how they approach every year when it comes to free agency or even come to the draft and, and guys just being able to get it in play and not miss a beat? You know, I think it's, it, it's good decision-making. It's, it's planning. It's a coach who is the top decision-maker who's also really on the same page with his top personnel guy in Nick Casario. And I think, you know, where you get in trouble with other organizations is sometimes the blame game because mistakes are going to happen. And, you know, the Patriots make as many mistakes as anyone. You know, they take a Dominic Easley in the first round and it doesn't work out and they move on a couple years later. Or they trade for Coney Ealy and they move on, but there's no finger pointing, there's no excuse making, there's no, you know, the GM blames the coach and the coach blames the GM. It's it's one mentality, one page, and they figure out how to move past it. And, you know, I think they do a great job balancing the short and the long term. Um, and that has ways of, of finding guys and, and, and making sure guys are in place. And, you know, you bring Brandon Cooks in this offseason with an eye on maybe he replaces Edelman as the go-to guy in, say, two years. Well, that may have been the plan, but he's also here now, and because Edelman goes down with an ACL, you have a guy ready to step in and, and handle a large part of the receiving load. So, um, you know, it's, it's some good fortune, certainly timing, but, you know, the way they make decisions and the way they try to balance their cap and not overextend themselves uh, for very many people, you know, they do it every once in a while for a Gronkowski. If you're really the best at your position, they'll pay you. But, you know, other than that, if you're just a top five player, they're not going to overextend. They're not going to overextend for anyone. But, um, you know, I think it's really an overlapping mentality of, prepared for the now, prepared for the future, and when we screw up, 
move on from it, fix it, and don't try to, you know, belittle the point or belabor the point uh, or point fingers. Just move on. He's Cordell Stewart. I'm Brian Weber chatting with Andy Hart from Patriots.com Radio. Your reference, Coney Ely. Andy, what's the potential impact of that failed experiment and the sacks he might have came up with for the defense? You know, I think if you're looking at, um, you know, trying to find a fatal flaw, I guess, on this team, um, the couple options might be the offensive line, the defensive line, the lack of a pass rush on the defensive line, um, because they, they see Rob Ninkovich retire, they lose Sheard, and Chris allow Chris Long basically to leave in the offseason. And Ely was sort of the, the name, the guy they brought in via trade um, to take some of that load. And it just, it just didn't work from day one. Um, so he didn't even make it out of camp. They've had you know, some misfortune where they lose Derek Rivers, um, their top pick, to a torn ACL. Um, but that, that cupboard is really, really bare at defensive end. Um, and they're going to have to scheme it up. You know, they, they made a trade this week. Uh, Cassius Marsh from the, the Seahawks, who's been sort of a, a backup and a special teamer for them. Can he give them some reps on the edge? Maybe. Um, but I still think you're going to see them have to lean on their past coverage more than anything else. You know, you have a couple Pro Bowl corners and Stephon Gilmore and M- Malcolm Butler, you know, one of which you pay $65 million. I think you're going to ask that secondary to cover a little longer this year, try to scheme up a pass rush, just get, just get enough out of Trey Flowers, get enough out of, you know, maybe a veteran like Lawrence Guy. Um, but certainly they are not going to have a lot of pressure. And, you know, they, they've never been a big sack team, but this is going to be a down year for them in terms of pass rush. Andy, which team in the AFC scares you when it comes down to who could potentially give the New England Patriots, uh, let's just say, the biggest problem? You know, it's really two teams that we saw last year. You know, Pittsburgh and Oakland, I think you question, you know, are they ready for the next step? I think they both have, you know, good talent, obviously. Pittsburgh, you got maybe the best running back and receiver in the game. Um, You have an aging quarterback who, thinking about retirement, you know, is that, something that could derail whatever their season is going to be. Um, but I think Pittsburgh, you know, the, the team they faced in the AFC title game last year has made some moves. They bring in Joe Hayden to try to get better on defense. Maybe they're going to, you know, man up with the Patriots a little bit more if they do end up in a matchup in the postseason. Does that make them better and close the gap? Maybe. And then you look at the Raiders, a team that I thought had a chance to be a AFC title game team last year until Carr got hurt. Um, you know, they bring in Marshawn Lynch at a running game. Um, but is either team really on the Patriots level? I would argue no. And, you know, I don't see a lot of other contenders in the AFC. Houston, it all comes down. We, you know, we, we talked about this with you guys. When we were down in West Virginia during those joint training camp uh, practices. It comes down to quarterback. If Houston gets some quarterback play, they certainly have the potential. They have playmakers on offense. They have playmakers on defense. J.J. Watt looks like he's ready for a huge year. But if they don't get the quarterback play, none of that will matter. So, I still think it's the Raiders and Steelers and then, you know, the rest of the pack needs to figure out how they, they shake down. Andy, last one for me. So tough to watch Julian Edelman go down with the torn ACL in a non-contact situation, but you know how it works in the NFL. you got to move on. What are you forecasting for Philip Dorsett, who the Patriots got from Indy in the Jacoby Brissett deal? I think you're going to see him sort of have to ease into things here. Uh, he's an insurance policy to start out the year, basically, with upside. You know, a former first-round pick, they liked him coming out of Miami. He's a guy with 4-3 speed. So this team now has the ability to put Brandon Cooks on one side, Philip Dorsett on the other side, and say, I'm just going to blow the top off this defense. You need to get back. 
if you get back, I'm going to hit Chris Hogan underneath. I'm going to hit Deion Lewis. I'm going to hit Rob Gronkowski underneath. If you don't get back, we'll lob it up and see if we can take our chances. So it gives them some, some diversification in the offense, um, but it's going to take him a while to, to learn the scheme. We all know over the years, for every hit they've had at the receiver position, you know, a guy like Chris Hogan that comes in right away and contributes, they've had a lot of misses, guys that just struggle, never learn the system, or only here for a year because they can't get on the same page with Brady. And, you know, so Dorsett certainly has skill and upside, um, but he's a guy that's going to, it's going to take some while, I think, before he's a regular contributor on the field for, for more than limited packages, limited personnel groupings. Um, you know, I know one thing a lot of fans were hoping is that maybe he'd be an option in the return game because they lost Edelman and Cyrus Jones to ACLs, their top two punt returners. But he hasn't really done it in the NFL, hasn't done it here in practice yet. He said that he would do it if they asked him to, but um, hasn't done it yet. So I think he's really an insurance policy for the first half of the year, and then you see if he can sort of work his his way into more personnel groups and maybe be a bigger factor down the stretch. Andy, as always, we appreciate the information and the time. We'll be looking for you when we watch the game on Thursday on NBC to be giving Commissioner Goodell a standing ovation because we know it's going to be a warm reception at Gillette Stadium. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's not going to be fun for Mr. Goodell, but hey, that's why he makes the big bucks, right? <laughs> if you make $40 million a year, you can get booed. Yeah. Nice work if you can get it. Thanks, Andy. Enjoy the game on Thursday. Thanks, guys. See you. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.